2: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: Welcome inside Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Friday, November 25th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Guys, I have a question. Since the NFL schedule changed, the game got added seasons longer, does Thanksgiving now feel like the new page turn, the new second chapter to the season for most teams? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John
5: Madden always said mm-hmm. that we don't have to talk about football until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's when these teams matter. I only say a John Madden reference. There was so much from him yesterday, but that was always his thing. Thanksgiving football on. But to your point... Season's never ending. I don't know. page Turner, <laughs> I feel like uh, we a still chapter turner. 16 though. more weeks based on the way I'm this season. Goes. I'm with him. Unbelievable victory for the Bills considering what they have been through the last few weeks on the road in Ford Field. Here is the winning quarterback, Josh Allen, after the conquest.
6: We trust the guys that we put on the field and you know, we work extremely hard at what we do. You know, I really appreciate McDermott and Doris for giving us the opportunity to. to to go dip our toe there Um, some guys may have taken a knee there uh, but we were going to be aggressive and again it it paid off so I appreciate our staff for letting us do that we're we're eight and three that's it I'm out there if anybody's playing injury free in this league they're probably lying to you Um, everybody's battling injuries battling bumps and bruises if I'm going to be the guy that I think I am and I say I am and my teammates think I am I got to go be that guy so that's all there is to it
4: That was a dose of Thanksgiving reality for Josh Allen, that if you're playing injury-free, you're probably getting lied (laughs) to. a lot of injuries to talk about after Thanksgiving and heading into Week 12. Ian, what about Von Miller, though? He's kind of at the top of the list right now that we want to know about.
7: Yeah, the most significant injury to come out of yesterday's Thanksgiving Day feast, I guess you would say, Von Miller being carted off with a knee (sighs) injury. And looked not very good on the field, maybe a little bit of optimism early though. My understanding is the initial diagnosis is a knee sprain. So What happens, guys, is on the field and then in the locker room, uh, physicians manually diagnose the knee, they move it around, they kind of see what's there, and they give it an initial diagnosis. And then he has an MRI and other tests to determine what actually is in the knee, what happened, what is the full extent of the injury. That should come today. So there is some optimism right now that it is just a knee sprain and the volume. Von Miller will miss several games but not be out the entire season. But no one is pumping their fist, No one is smiling. No one is kind of taking a deep breath and saying, all right, we're good. Until after the MRI, that will tell the full story. And obviously, if it is more significant than the initial test show, would be potentially devastating for a Bills defense and a Bills organization that signed Von Miller as the final piece of a championship team.
4: Yeah, and he's been just as important as they envisioned him being thus far in the season. So a temporary absence, of course, is all the Bills defense can hope for. Rap sheet, thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a little bit. It all came down to that final drive in Ford Field. A kick that was wonky, but it got through the uprights. A missed extra point just a few minutes prior. But the Bills obviously went to Detroit again Mm -hmm. and walked away with a win again, this time on Thanksgiving. What we take away from that one, Kyle?
3: Well, there's this greater scheme of two wins in five days and two flights in the snow and the snow stories and incredible but really it was one throw it, it was one throw the Lions were not frauds the Lions were very good in this game they came to fight and if Josh doesn't make that throw they're going to overtime the, the Bills do not have a good history with overtime it tends to be snake bitten for them but we talked about this yesterday Josh Allen had thrown a touchdown to Diggs uh, in the prior game at Detroit which was against Cleveland he threw it so hard that he fell over and I had a conversation with him about like his throwing scale from one to ten and how often do you throw it that hard and how hard did you throw that one and we talked about it yesterday but it's much cooler when you hear him say it so here it was what would you say on the the josh allen arm strength scale of one to ten like what number was that pigskin that you hooked
6: was that like a seven i'm going at at least an eight and a half it it was close to nine it it came out real warm and it was i mean it was online and uh i'm just glad that you know steph was able to haul it in how often do you break out the 10 the big dog very rarely i think that the last throw against the jets i let it go yeah not not too often Because again, if you're throwing it that hard, you probably shouldn't be throwing it there. If the window is that tight, there's gotta be someone else open.
3: Guys, I, I think this was the big dog right here. I, I think this was the 10. It, it, the window was that small. It was like, I'm going to digs. Maybe there's another guy who's open, but damn it, I like this play. I don't care how many players are there. And I have maybe the strongest arm in the world. I'm going to unleash the 10. He says he doesn't do it very much. I think he did it in that situation. And in, in thereby completing kind of their answer to the 13 seconds against the Chiefs. Different stakes, different time and everything. But you could easily make that incomplete You go to overtime. He said, screw it.
5: I think Sean McDermott's an interesting character in all this because Sean McDermott is the coach of all these amazing superstars and big personalities and the lightning bolt and Thor and all these guys. And McDermott is like this even keeled guy. Mm-hmm. I want everyone right now to go to their phone or to their computer, type in buffalobills.com or Buffalo Bills on YouTube and search for the post-game speech of Sean McDermott. Because Sean McDermott comes into that (laughs) locker room and he looks at his guys and he is fired up. And he's usually this even-keeled guy. Mm -hmm. This game mattered to Buffalo. They have been through so much the last few days. Not just in travel, but in emotions and the ups and downs. Is Josh hurt? Is Josh okay? Okay, Vaughn's going to go down now. now. We have to rally around that. And to come out with a victory in so many of these games that they have lost in these one score games. For them to be the victors, it was huge. I think he was showing a little bit of the side that the players get to see, mm. and now we could see it too. Mm. Go there and search it for you on your phone. Stefan Diggs said last week they had that conversation
8: on the sideline. He said he always knows what to say to yeah. us as a really team, cool. and that's a great example of it. And that throw Josh Allen made, I mean, he talked about after the game, Detroit was playing a little bit we call two-man. They're playing man underneath with two deep safeties, and they had a guy in the middle of the field. That, that throw was incredible versus that defense to still get it in there, and it comes down to plays like that in games that help win it. And you look at Ed Oliver, and he has the sack on Jared Goff in the game. He has a forced fumble, then he recovers a fumble. Those are huge plays that turn a game that when you look It was just like, all right, it was these few plays that gave us the advantage. And it was the Buffalo Bills defensive line doing that yesterday. We talked about how crucial the injury to Von Miller was, seeing him ride out on that cart and how deflating it can be to not only the defense, but to a Buffalo Bills team. And they continue to make the plays to win the game. And guys stepped up. Daquan Jones was the guy who had a sack in this game. They had defensive linemen hitting golf. They maybe hold them to the amount of points that they would like as a defense that we've become accustomed to seeing from Buffalo. But in order to win the tough games, to be the team that Buffalo wants to be, playing in that Super Bowl late in the season, you have to be able to make plays throughout the course of a game that helped turn the tie to win that game. Mm -hmm. We talked about Josh Allen. It's not always going to be pretty, but when you make a play in the fourth quarter like he made yesterday to win the game, when you're Ed Oliver, you make a sack and you're able to get the ball and a safety in that game, those are the plays that you look back that help turn the tie.
4: You can see it in that hug between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They're they're totally just gelling. Everything works for the two of them. I had a really great holiday. My house was full of family. I had both my father and my father-in-law. My father-in-law is a Lions fan. And my dad, Aww. obviously, growing up in Minnesota. And we're watching that game, and Stefan Diggs had eight catches for 77 yards. And that final one, my dad had the audacity sitting next to my father-in-law, who's a Lions fan, to say... God, I miss Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. I said, Dad, no, you bad. have Justin Jefferson. Yeah. What are we doing here? And don't sit there and say it to that man. Stefan Diggs just tore the soul out of a Lions fan, and you're going to say, I wish I had him back? you yep, could have them both. Excuse me, yeah. do not. My goodness. You cannot have them both. That would just that would be cruel to the rest of them. But Stefan Diggs, uh, he's leading the league in targets. He's catching, it feels like, every ball from Josh Allen. I mean, those two is just working. They feel like the steady Eddie combination in the NFL that just doesn't go away, even if the. Run game is lumpy, or someone else is in catching balls. Those two just never go away, and it's that kind of incessant connection that I think is going to carry them really, really far. Stephon Diggs, just, this just feels like a segment where we're just like, keep doing you.
3: I know, I know, and we, we hype the throw so much from Allen. Great catch, right over the middle he of the field. The
5: other one he calls timeout.
3: Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, the second he yeah, got out. Know Come what's interesting is like catch. your
4: take on Justin Jefferson. Every time he catches a ball, it's like not to. You don't like talk not, about you cousins, but what we, we do to Josh Allen.
3: I know, but you're right. Diggs deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. That was an absolute rifle, and yep. they got it, and they won an incredible game.
4: Uh, week twelve, it we kicked off yesterday. It was a great slate of games. We have more coming up on Sunday, and here to break down the best matchups are these three fine gentlemen who get to do it in sixty <laughs> seconds. Here we go. Let's start out in Arizona, where the Cardinals are hosting the Chargers. You have to pick. Something to look forward to in this game, Peter. Was actually right? I think
5: the Chargers played well. Oh, yeah. The Chargers fought hard against the Chiefs, and I think that was actually one of those not moral victories, but one right. of those saying, Hey, we can hang with them, we know we can hang with them, but we also have to win the games we're supposed to win. Kyler might be coming back, it sounds like he is. Cardinals are in a free fall. You saw what happened on the field, and then the next night, obviously, at the fire, a coach that has been there for years for foul play. All this stuff is coming into play right now. It's like it's a downward spiral for Arizona. You can't lose this if you're the Chargers and you still want to go to the playoffs.
8: Yeah, I'm, I'm not with you on the Chargers. Yeah they play well, but they're 0-4 against teams with winning records this Mm. year. So Mm. I want to see what they're able to do. And like you just said, though, this isn't a Cardinals team that has that. So go take advantage of it. Go out there and win games. But I want to see Kyler Murray. We talked Colt McCoy for the past two weeks. Are they a better team? With Colt McCoy in there and Kyler not in there. No, Kyler Murray get in there. Do your thing. Hamstring should be healed up now. Go out there and have yourself a game.
3: This in-season hard knocks is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. (laughs) I heard this
5: week was brutal.
3: You just need to watch for a few minutes. It's just the face. I mean, (laughs) it's. Guy Cliff doesn't have a great uh, – it's not No. And, I, look, I I love Steve kime Like, they go up to him, and he's just – like. <laughs> I, I, I really feel for him. But it is really authentic to watch that, that experience, no. just watch this team. I don't know. It looks like they're falling apart. It's rough. Yeah. I am rooting for him. but it's, it's great TV to watch this show.
4: Hot off their overtime win over the Broncos, the Raiders are headed up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Again, like Tampa Bay, haven't seen the Seahawks since they were in Munich. Kyle?
3: I'm worried. Are the Seahawks the giants of the Pacific Northwest? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, you're doing really well. And what an unlikely quarterback story. And we're celebrating this. Mm. And then... I wonder. And I'm not saying they are. I'm just a little bit worried about it because now all the heat is on the Niners and we all love the Niners. The Niners are so scary and they're right there with them. I'm worried that the Seahawks played their best football in the first half of the season. I hope they prove me wrong.
5: An interesting storyline for the Raiders this season has been how good Devontae Adams has been. He's still putting up huge numbers and now he's going up against Woolen and Kobe Bryant, two young guns who we've been talking up like you said, Kyle. Great first half of the season story. Now we need to win games. Yeah. This is not just, hey, it's a cool story. It's like, are we going to be a playoff team or not? For some reason, I feel like this has a Raiders victory all over it and if not some reason I feel like Vegas coming off a big win last week in overtime and I don't know I, I, this one feels like a, an upset victory. The right. yeah,
8: Raiders are a desperate team. They're going to come in and they're going to be ready to rock. Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker. Kyle, you're a running backs guy. Yeah. Angry runs. Love this him. is a game where we may see some of those from this week. Two guys that love to run over and through people. I'm excited to watch those two guys carry to rock.
4: I drank the Seahawks Kool-Aid when I was in Munich, and Pete Carroll's really feisty. And I yeah. think they lost that game. Mm-hmm. But I think the time change caught up with them. It was a really long trip from Seattle. So I think they use their bye week to get right. The Rams make their way to Arrowhead to battle it out against the Chiefs who are playing extremely well right now. Kyle, intrigue?
3: The history. The last time we saw this game was 54-51 to and the Rams won. Since then, both of these teams have won the Super Bowl, but since then, the Chiefs look like they can win it again and the Rams. Let me just say this. The Rams should be very glad that the hard hard knocks in season is not about the Rams because it's like the strange sequel where the director is back, all the stars are back, but the movie is just terrible. You don't see it, and I still don't understand it, Peter. I just don't, and I hate to see it.
5: Yeah, you could point to offensive line issues. That's not what you want to hear. What I want to see is what the Rams put out the field. Like, I don't know much about Bryce Perkins, do you? No. Chance Bryce Perkins is their starting quarterback. I don't know much about Ronnie Rivers, do you? You've been Chance, telling us about him. Chance Ronnie Rivers is their lead back. Ronnie Rivers? And they're going really? up against the Chiefs. It's one of those games where there is nothing to lose. These guys are fighting for roster jobs next year. I think the Chiefs could win by 50, and I'm still curious to see the Rams.
8: <laughs> yeah, Ronnie Rivers, I'm not sure who that is running back wise, but I know I like who Isaiah Pacheco is. Okay. Yeah, the Kansas do. City Chiefs, the rookie getting his start this past week. First game, over 100 yards. Pacheco, let's see what he does the following. Only week is able to still have a big game. Why not against these Rams who have struggled mightily since winning the Super Bowl?
4: Wow, Bryce Perkins, the unheralded Arizona State to Arizona Western to Virginia to being undrafted Mm, halfway. So that would be interesting. The Saints head west to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Jason?
8: The 49ers. They're a dangerous team. They were fun to watch Monday night. 14 straight wins when Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw an interception. I'm gonna be watching these Niners. I wanna see if they can keep things rolling. McCaffrey's there, they have the whole game together. They look like they're starting to figure mm-hmm. things out. And I mean when Jimmy Garoppolo's on the TV, Kyle, I know you love it. Who doesn't just want to watch about him
3: it? Talk about it. Beautiful <laughs> man. Beautiful man. You know how sometimes your phone will like force you to get an upgrade and you don't want to and you don't want to finally it does. And you're like, I like the old way that it worked, not the Niners. They got the McCaffrey upgrade and it's working. They're three and one since he showed up. He fits right into the offense. They're still even getting to know each other a little bit. This is the upgrade where you're like, man, I can't believe I didn't have this before. It's really going well.
5: 2019, the Niners were coming off a, a tough, tough loss in the rain against the Ravens, and they had lost to the Seahawks on Monday night. They went to New Orleans, and on fourth and two, with the entire season on the line and home field advantage and all the stuff, Garoppolo hits George Kittle, who scores yeah, a touchdown, the best. and they win in a shootout. It was Garoppolo's biggest throw of his career, the biggest win of his career, and now they get the Saints here, and I feel like this has a similar 2019 Vibe. Win this game and then go on your road. And I think we're all in on the 49ers Just right? a quick
4: yeah. shout to Chris Olave. Potential offensive rookie of the year. It's pretty he's cool. leading them all in 760 receiving points like so far this season. Good job, Chris. The Falcons travel to Washington. Again, this one. Major wild card NFC playoff implications. Red Hot Commanders. It's Heineke. It's Mariota. What do you got, Jay?
8: You said Heineke. That's who I want to watch. This guy's been so much fun. We've talked about him and his Jordan collection. We've heard Terry McLaurin talk about how he just fires everybody out when he's on the field. There's a sense of belief. Leave. Tell Heineke a great story, but a guy that's going out there and they're getting wins with him under center. I want to continue to watch how he's able to continue to grow and keep things going. The Commanders, a team that's in the hunt, can they keep their playoff hopes alive? The Commanders have never won angry runs. It used to be three teams: it was Dallas, the
3: Commanders, and Carolina. Dallas won it last week. Mm-hmm. Washington, let's go! Let's go! Let's it, it, it's, it's not just uh, us screaming and giving you a scepter; like it says something about your approach and your physicality and your coaching. Go and get this thing. These are two teams who can't decide if they're great or not. I really like both of them. I want Washington to win this thing.
5: Washington plays the Giants two times in the next 3 weeks. Mm-hmm. You win this game here and then you kind of have your own destiny. I, you talk about a team that's overcome a lot. You've got Obviously, issues off the field with the ownership situation and all the stuff at the stadium. And then you have the crazy shooting that happens before the season. Then that guy comes back, and he's now a key Robinson. part of the team. I love this Washington Commanders team. They're red hot. Win this game, and then go take care of business. You're a playoff team. Mm-hmm.
4: Peter, give us a mad 15 seconds on what we have coming the next segment that pertains to a soccer game that's being played later today. The mm-hmm. USA
5: is big underdogs right now. Against? They have a game against England okay. at 2 p.m. There's a lot of 1776 in the we Have we ever been
3: underdogs against them before? How'd that go? Have, okay, yeah.
5: and we have rad- and we have found a way. Say we. We you know we're an international audience. We're going to talk a little soccer and apply it to football. After this, here we go. Let's go. More
4: underdog talk. Good morning, football coming your way. Well done, Peter. That was like a mad fifteen seconds. There goes my paper. Here we go.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring.
4: Hey, we're back on Good Morning Football. Let's take a look-see ahead to Sunday night football. A game that, let's be honest, if we thought Lions-Bills might not have been that great on Thanksgiving in August, I bet we thought that Packers-Eagles was going to be a fantastic one. And now it's a bit of a question mark. So, who or what from this game do you think come Monday morning, because we always like to spin the clock ahead, that we're going to be talking about from that Sunday night game?
8: Yeah, I was like, well, let me go ahead and talk Aaron Rodgers, because that's what we always do sure. on the show. I was like, no, you know what? Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Good idea. we're going to be talking about after this game Monday morning, we're going to come in. We're going to say this Eagles defense and their ability to stop the run is what's keeping them going. Defensive coordinator John Gannon. Yes, I'm boring you guys with more defense, more names. Linval, Joseph, Ndamukong Su added to the team. This is a team that was struggling. We watched Damian Pierce in the Texans. Yeah, they beat up on them, but the Texans rushed for 168 yards. And the following week, the Commanders rushed for over 150 yards. And it's just like... Hey, have we found the chink in the arm of the Philadelphia Eagles? Then they go against the Colts and they hold, they hold Jonathan over there, there Jonathan Taylor, to only 80-something yards rushing. And if we talked about Linval Joseph, Ndamukong Sue. They're finding a way to adapt their defense and continue to get better. They're adding more and more guys. When they want to, because they need to, because they want to win a Super Bowl this year. So come Monday morning, yes, there'll be a lot of talking on Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about his thumb and all of those different things. We're going to be talking about how good this Philadelphia Eagles team and how the defense has been leading the way, and they're figuring out ways to continue to get better and get it done to propel this team. As we should talk about those Eagles. Let's talk some Rodgers. Um, <laughs>
3: Aaron Rodgers. Um, I wonder, our if, ratings just went up. Yeah, did they? Yeah. I don't know. Minute
4: to minute. We'll Let's go <laughs> um, to Let's
3: talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Let's talk Packers. You know what? Let's just say screw it and talk about the Cowboys. Uh, no, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I wonder if we're going to be talking after this game, throwing around this terrible phrase, mathematically eliminated, Ooh. which they won't be if they lose, but that's when that term starts coming up until they're mathematically eliminated. Let's just look at the standings. Let's do what we do because we've been doing this all year with the Packers as we keep trying to take the defib paddles to them and wake them up. Let's look at the standings in the NFC. Let's do what we do. There they are just buried above the Cardinals been below the lions 4 and 7. I keep saying I think they need to be 9 and 8 to make the NFC playoffs, which means they need to go 5 and 1. Mm. 5. And if they lose to the Eagles, guess what that means, guys? 5 and 0 oh down the stretch. Mm. I just don't know if it's happening, so they're at the Eagles, let's say they lose that game. They're at the Bears, I consider that a bye for Rodgers, then they have an actual bye after that, and then who the hell knows? My point is like in this Eagles game Drew Bledsoe has the record for most pass attempts in a game at 70. I would take a run at that. They've tried everything all year. Defense! We'll run! We'll run! Why not just absolutely unleash hell and have Aaron Rodgers throw 60 passes and see what the hell happens? Maybe he throws three picks. Maybe he throws four touchdowns. Maybe they shock the world. I just have this sense of like, this is the season. This is Rodgers' career, maybe. Why don't we just go down guns a-blazing and just see what the hell happens? Willem Dafoe and Platoon running after the (laughs) helicopter like, I'm going to do everything to save myself. Do we want Rodgers to lose and maybe be done as a Packer. But you know what? They got A.J. Dillon involved early yeah. and they got the ball to Aaron Jones or do we want him in the shotgun and say, screw it. 60 passes. I should watch my language as a kid here. I shouldn't be as yeah. blue, right?
6: Yeah, wow. that's Kids like a fourth one of those. Peter, you
3: t- necessarily triggered my by that. My son is on set and you're just using all this
5: blue language. It's okay. Right.
3: Imagine <laughs> what he hears from you. I say, <laughs> nothing he hasn't heard Anyways. yet. Anyways, oh, um, that's what I think. I think the Packers have to win this game or they might be mathematically limited eventually and I just want Rodgers to go down swinging. swing. Yeah,
5: I do too. I throw the ball. Let's see it. Like, his, thumb, him? his thumb is injured, but let's Let's see, and you know what I think we're gonna be talking about Monday, oddly enough, is like Eagles' home field advantage is gonna play a major factor over the last few weeks of the season. The 49ers are really good right now, and they are rolling over. The Cowboys have now rattled off two straight impressive wins. Is anyone going into Philly at night and winning one of these playoff games? I look at the Eagles, and if they win this and they can just hold serve, playoffs go through Philadelphia. And those are the people that I'm thinking about. The Eagles fans. Yeah. That's a tough place to play. We saw them with Nick Foles win a home playoff game against the Falcons, blow out the Vikings, and then find a muster to go to Minnesota and win a Super Bowl. We've seen them in years past. This home field propel this team to stardom in January. It's such a passionate fan base. It's also such a terrible place to play as a visiting team. I think if they can keep on winning and rattling off these games, we're going to do the standings thing all day and think Niners are red hot, and look at what the Vikings could do. And oh my, the Cowboys are back into the conversation. And don't look now, but Tom Brady's coming. As long as they've got the one seed, I don't know if anyone's beaten Philadelphia in January. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's about the home field and keeping up, winning these games, stacking these victories, and keeping that edge in the NFC.
4: Yeah, the Eagles are really good. Come Monday morning, are we going to talk pound for pound? Our guy Cordero Patterson, will he have another really good day? Dollar for dollar, the Packers secondary is the highest paid in the NFL and I think we've been tiptoeing into some shallow water of mocking them every week because they kind of are made to be fools sometimes on highlights and you just really really wonder why because the investment level for the Packers into their defense is really really high and I don't understand what's been going on with this defense and the fact that they haven't picked up their offense week in and week out it hasn't been pretty and now they're going up against an Eagles Eagles offense that completes 68% of their passes Jalen Hurts has been playing in a really really good great way he's been playing all within himself making this offense great he averages eight yards per completion. That does not bode well for a secondary. That just seems a little bit off kilter. And we saw the highlight, I think it was just within the last couple weeks, where there was a catch, and then now our new favorite celebration for wide receiver is to look down at the secondary guy, at the yep. quarterback, and you say, I got you, and I got you, yep. and I got you. So Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, like, are, are you going to get pointed at this week in Philadelphia, or are you going to step up and just tip one or two balls? Make yourself a highlight, <laughs> not getting pointed at when you're on the ground after a pass completion because it's been not pretty. But Sunday Night Football, can the Packers defense step mm-hmm. up and change the name of their tune, reputation-wise?
5: Let me ask you something. They mm-hmm. lose this game, which I think a lot of people think they will. They're mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Is Jordan Love a name we're talking about on Monday? To
3: get him on the field.
5: It's time to see what we got with this guy. It, yeah. First round pick. It's year three. We have no idea what he's about. Do you have the? We're t- talking about it. Do they have the temerity? Do they no have the
3: the, the the? No way. I think it goes back to my term, uh, mathematically eliminated. Yeah. Like they once can, it's officially done. Yeah, because they can still make the playoffs if they lose this game. I think it w- it w- it's a few weeks from now if they keep losing. Then it's really interesting. Like you could just sit Rodgers, and yeah, I mean you should of course, but
8: not yet.
4: I you, think. You can't. You can't
8: you, you can do that. I don't
4: even know. Even at the end, even we if they're have, out of it. We have unless the. Unless Aaron
8: Rodgers comes in and says like, I'd like. I'm good. Like sit mm-hmm. me down. Like. I'm not coming back next year, I'm gonna probably retire. You can't You don't wanna know what you got? This is the perfect you're never gonna We saw
4: it we saw it in Aaron August. No, no, we no, had no, these no. conversations. In a clean, in
5: a clean situation where it's like, hey, if we could ever ask us, we would never wanna see him on the field. Yes. But you're but we were put in this position. Mm-hmm. If not now, when? Mm-hmm when Aaron Rodgers decide
8: he no longer wants to play football. If I have a future Hall of Famer on my football team at a, the quarterback position, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm taking you off the field unless you're okay with it. Even if you're 4-12? and 12, I don't care. You I got a first-round pick? I don't pick. care if we're 0-14. Okay. Like... Okay. I am not taking Aaron Rodgers off the field to say, hey, I want to see what it's I his have choice? for the future. If he can, oh, if, if he's okay with It's his choice? It. What do you mean? If Yes, yes. You get to ask him? Yes. Everybody's not treated <laughs> the same. When well, you have an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees. <laughs> Eli Manning was benched. Huh? And Eli Manning the, was benched. Who's yeah. the Giants quarterback? Yeah. Are we still looking? Is this the better scenario? No, Like, and Eli Manning still, to me, is not Aaron Rodgers. But like, those not guys, they don't MVP. have a first-round
3: pick sitting on the bench who's never really gotten a shot and maybe might be the guy. Like, that's a different that. deal, you know? I
8: respect that. The, the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady was getting older. It was never a point. And obviously, they were winning the game. Four and eight. Was still, like, Four and eight, Jason? remember they lose to Kansas City? I don't care. I don't, I don't care. think that matters. Matter, right? saying Four that doesn't matter. matter. You do yeah. not take, yeah. I, and I've been <laughs> on teams where – you get to the end of the season. I remember my rookie year, I got drafted with Jared Cook. We're losing. They end up taking Bo out, who they had just played a tight end. Bo wasn't coming back next year. They didn't care. They wanted to see what they got in Jared Cook. I was one of those rookies that got thrown into the fire at the end of the game. Aaron Rodgers wasn't in front of me. You do not take Aaron Rodgers off okay. the field unless he says to you, I'm retiring, I'm not coming back. See what you have in Jordan Love. If not... Absolutely crazy that. to take Aaron Raj mm-hmm. Does
4: he have the chip in his personality to do something like that? No. Have the, exactly. So He's that's the himself. polarizing conversation yeah. and the basis I want to play, I'm
3: playing. Wow, I didn't know we were going to get to Bo Scaife. I like it that it went there, Bo though. Bo Scaife talk. Incredible. I scaf-talk. like Bo Scaife. I love here. Shout out Bo. Yeah, ball. Ball. hell yeah, Bo <laughs> Scaife.
4: Uh, NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are in this studio, at home, on the road, let me tell you, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime games on your phone or tablet. 45-minute game replays, which really helped us out a lot today, NFL Plus Premium, and more. This is the NFL for every single fan. This is football freedom. This is your game. It's on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com and sign up now.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
4: Back on Good Morning Football, that 37-yard Justin Jefferson catch that you saw earlier in the show, uh, it was the moment of the day presented by NFL All Day. And NFL All Day is the newest way to enjoy the NFL. You can collect officially licensed moments featuring top highlights and use them to compete in challenges as you follow the action along each week. Head to NFLAllDay.com today to check it out. Plays like that and many more from this season. But today, Peter, what's happening?
5: All right, today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, the men's U.S. soccer team will take on England in the World Cup in Qatar. The United States is heading into the matchup as major, major underdogs. I am wearing this delicious and delightful holiday sweater to support Team USA. However, if you're watching over in the U.K. or you're watching in another country, we support your team as well. Whatever you want to say, USA is a big underdog against England. If you're not sure what an underdog is, an underdog is a team that's not supposed to win the game. In light of a hopeful for me, American upset over England. I'm going to ask you guys, your most memorable upset of all time, Kyle.
3: Thanksgiving dinner ends, Christmas <laughs> meal starts. Last night, and Thanksgiving night, I watched the film uh, A Christmas Story. It's a story of a kid named Ralphie who mm. is going home with his friend Schwartz and Flick. And his little brother Randy's getting picked on by this guy named Scott Farkas. Not Scott, Scott, <laughs> Scott. Scott. guy wears a coonskin cap and he has <laughs> yellow eyes, yellow eyes. And one day, Ralphie says, enough of this. I, it's over, dude, and it is on. And they ring the Jerry Springer bell, and Ralphie goes absolutely ballistic on this kid who looks like he's 18 years old, and he's a head taller than him. and Ralphie's just doing the ground and pounding, and it's awesome, and it's a great American story. Don't you ever pick on Ralphie Parker or his friends. Randy lay there like a slug, but Ralphie, huge upset over Scott Farkas. I'll always remember where I was.
8: How do you follow a Christmas story? You go to the Little Giants when you talk mm, about oh, yeah, let's the go. <laughs> you got Danny O'Shea, the little brother, and you got Kevin. O'Shea, the Heisman Trophy winner. And then it translates to their team, Danny Coach and the Little Giants, who are terribly overmatched by these Cowboys with Spike and so many talented players. But the Icebox, oh, Becky, she comes in that game and she brings them back with Junior. And then it's the inspiration of John Madden helping draw the annexation of Puerto Rico. Uh And the Little Giants come up, a second half comeback, and they win that game game. Underdogs, believe in yourself. You can do it.
4: I see your feel-good underdog movies, and I'm going to take you to a real-life Hollywood script that unfolded in March of this year. Not too far from us in Jersey City sits Run Baby Run Arena, the home of the St. Peter's Peacocks, Mm -hmm. and there's a new banner hanging in Run Baby Run Arena, just like maybe Team USA will have a new banner hanging by the end of the World Cup. We shall see. But the Peacocks pulled off the greatest upset of all time, three times over in March Madness. That's me covering the St. Peter's Peacocks. Three wins, Over a Kentucky, over a Murray State, over a Purdue team to find themselves for the first ever 15 seed playing in an Elite 8. They would unfortunately lose to North Carolina, but they that was a tough. great story, they him too. They too. They did play them tough, and North Carolina would, of course, it was a, it was a great story, because then Carolina goes on to play Duke, and so, that, now, just to follow, we've taken the World Cup, we wanted to apply it to football, and now I'm bringing you back to the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. but to me, that is the greatest upset, is the Peacocks and Run well, Baby so Runner. And I'm going
5: to tie it all together We're back, back, home. back with football. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it was the coolest one that I've been at. You know, the Eagles had never won a Super Bowl. They'd go back to 1960 since winning a championship, Kyle, myself, Nate Burleson, we're all together sitting there with just Eagles fans everywhere. At the game. At the game when they played the Patriots. And I'm going to tell you the coolest thing about this. The Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And Jason, I know your brother was on the other side and we could talk about what it means. That's not not my favorite upset. What I loved was the walk back out of that stadium to the hotel. There are these corridors in Minnesota. So no, it was freezing cold. You had to walk inside about a mile And it was just Eagles fans of all generations Mm, grandpa, mm. granddaughter, son from all over Philly crying chanting, fly, mm. Eagles, fly. Yeah. It was one of the coolest moments I've ever had as an NFL fan or someone who's been working in the media. I gotta say that. That Eagles win over the Patriots still special to me. That's the awesome.
4: Skyway system, which yeah, keeps you shuttered oh, from the cold in Minnesota. It it's the people's favorite portion of a week,
2: Kyle.
3: It really is, and we have a very special version of it. Peter, why don't you tell us what we're doing?
5: We have a special guest today. My son, Mel Schrager, has made an appearance at the show. Let's hear it from Mel. Yeah, Mel Schrager! He's a, huge a fan Mel. of football, loves good morning football. He's rocking his Dolphins jersey. I thought Mel would be going to play Pickle Picks with us. Why don't we start the show? Yeah, let's Mel. do it. Alright, get the Pickle in here. Come on, this is our actual pickle. pickle. There he is. Right, Mr. Pickle. Mr. Bill Young
4: pickle. Mr. Schrager here gets to go first. Okay,
5: Mel, let's All walk right. up. We go. Tell us who you think's going to win, Mel. I think Tua. I think the Dolphins are going to win. Tua Tungle-bye is going to rock it. Yeah!
4: <laughs> yeah!
3: yeah, awesome. yeah
5: Great
4: job! He's going to rock want anybody it. anybody else to go. Nice he's gonna
8: work. He's going to rock it. Who do I have? All right, what do we got? Jesus, All right, here I don't we go.
1: go. <laughs> like, good luck that, no, I'm, I'm follow man.
4: up.
8: The Bengals and the Titans, I'm going with the Titans, and I'm going with the Titans because I think Derrick Henry, he's going to he's rock, gonna it. rock it. He's Give me something, Mel. Mm-hmm. Awesome job.
3: Love, <laughs> it. Love it. Love it. I got the Bears and the Jets. Mm -hmm. And I think the Jets are going to win, and Mike White's going to rock it. Let's go. Let's
4: go. I went to the experts here. I went. I have Packers-Eagles. And what do we point to here, Mel? Eagles. Eagles. Eagles Eagles at at home on Sunday night football. Jalen Hurts is going to. this guy.
0: Rock it. Rock it. 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 over to the camera. We rock it. We (laughs) rock it. That was so good. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dierks Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin.